I cannot possibly use that one. It's too negative. So I'm going to do another one, and here we go. Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute, because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherina. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Unbothered by M- 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 Mr. Ty Rivera. Ty Rivera. Ty Rivera. I am coming to you from the all-new Casa de Bijou, Ty Rivera Studios, uh, which is my apartment here in Phoenix, which is where I've been. Um, yesterday, Bijou and Jerry had a Whimsies alligator because I did... Um, Another episode of Unbothered, but I decided not to use it because it just felt too negative. It was basically an hour of me railing on that guy Chico Little that if you were on my Facebook last Friday was trying to troll the shit out of me, him and, uh, well, he wasn't. He's not even man enough to do it himself. He had his girlfriend, Grace Diaz, doing it, which I had never met or dealt with Grace. I'm just going to tell you that one in a nutshell. I might release the other one at some point. But basically what happened was they had me booked, or he had me booked. He was the only person I dealt with. Then he ended up completely flaking. It was a paid gig, which especially got on my nerves because it's like if I'm already being paid by you and I know I'm booked by you, that means I'm not putting out avails for other clubs or accepting other bookings because I'm already booked with you for money. So once you have to cancel, that's annoying enough, but it happens sometimes. I get that sometimes there's a problem with the venue. Different things happen in this business, and we all know that. Sometimes I have to cancel on people, and I try to give them as much notice as possible, but I would never think of just not calling somebody or not showing up. You know, it's just not something I would do, especially if they kept calling me, trying to confirm, calling, texting, Facebooking, which is what I did, but not at all in an aggressive way. It was all very much like, you know, hey, are we still on? Hey, I'm just hitting you up to see, because we had fully booked it back in like, uh, I want to say we had booked it in December, yeah, and it was scheduled for February, um, Sorry, a friend was just texting me that's acting like he's new to doing stand-up, which that's getting on my fucking nerves. Anyway, uh, we booked it in December. I hit him up in February because it was supposed to be February 18th was supposed to be the day of the show. And then uh, it ended up like he didn't return my calls or Facebook messages or text messages. And I was trying to do all that pretty sparingly, you know, not not be a bugaboo. But at the same time, it's like you have me booked for money. I haven't been accepting other avails. So like four days before the gig, after not hearing from him, I tagged him in a post basically letting other comics know to watch out for Chico Little. And then uh, his girlfriend jumped on and started saying that she had tried to deal with me and that I was really hard to get in communication with. I was a nightmare as far as communication goes. And it's like, I never met you. We never dealt with each other. So I don't know why you're saying that I was difficult for you to deal with because you never tried to get a hold of me. Like I dealt completely with your man, quote unquote, man, Chico. And I, you know, don't know really who you are outside of meeting you just briefly. Um, I did meet her just briefly at the show, but I did a whole episode about it, so I'm not going to talk about it. Maybe I'll post the other episode. I just felt like 
I recorded it last night and then I was going to listen it listen to it today, but I was in such a good mood today that I felt like I don't want to listen to that negativity. And so I'll like I said, I'll probably put it out, but I'll just put it out like maybe Saturday or something or Sunday and just be like, hey, if you guys want to have at the negativity, then listen to this. But right now I don't want to listen to it. I don't want to deal with any editing that I have to do to it or anything like that. I don't just I I was like, let me just record another one because I'd rather talk about other stuff. Um, I decided to bow out of the San Francisco comedy competition. I was really excited about doing it when I got booked for it. But then I got another opportunity. So I was kind of torn on that. And uh, I was already out there and I was just feeling like it wasn't really for me, which is nothing against the competition and nothing against any of the other competitors like the other comics that were on the show or on the, um, you know, the preliminary round with me were really great, really cool. We did some really great venues, you know, uh, theater in Marin County and a couple of like a bar in um, Oakland and then also uh bookstore like uh, the back of a really cool bookstore called the bindery in um San Francisco and you know it was it was good but i um posted that i it was a long shot for me to advance which wasn't really the truth i knew that there was a good chance i still could advance uh going into the last night but at the same time, I just didn't want to commit to staying in the Bay Area for another week, possibly two weeks. I was ready to go home, and that's just the way I felt about it, you know. And I have learned with me that there are some things that it's like a fine line because sometimes when you do something like that, you're like, am I screwing myself by not finishing this out? But then sometimes you're like, you know, I've got to do what's best for me and my mental state and my well-being rather than try to prove some point that isn't really there. You know, I, um, like I said, I really did enjoy my time there and I was in the Bay Area. I was hanging out at Chris Doran and his girl Mandy's place and they were really cool with us. But, you know, I just... I, I needed to get home is what I felt like. And there was a point after, cause I decided that on Sunday, there was a Sunday show and I, I let them know like early in the day, like, Hey, I'm going to go ahead and go. Um, you know, I sent a email where I had CC'd, uh, not only the guy that ran it, John Fox's name and also Peter Gray. I had hit both of them up at the same time. It was like, Hey, you guys, it's, you know, I got another opportunity next week and um, I just don't feel like I'm, you know, supposed to be here anymore, that it's the most beneficial for me to be here at this point. So I'm going to go ahead and bow out. And they were cool about it. And I appreciate that because people don't get that sometimes there is more to do with me and what's going on in my situation than than I'm going to in every case share. Sometimes I'm because I don't want people to feel bad for me, feel sorry for me, any of that kind of stuff. But there are times when I'm like, okay, it's just better if I do this for me and for what I know needs to get done and uh, make sure I don't end up slipping myself into some kind of depression or self-destruct mode. Right now, one of my friends that's hitting me up about um, 
he's hitting me up because he wants to do spots at the, you know, at different open mics. And he's a good guy and I've known him for a long time and I consider him a really good friend. But it's like I can only help you so much. Monday he hit me up and asked me if I could recommend him for a couple of spots. Not only did I recommend him for a couple of spots, I also um, hit up a couple other people or, you know, a couple of the people that ran the shows and was like, hey, here's a schedule. I hooked him up with three different spots. And, um, you know, it's like go do that. And the way that that's supposed to work is you go do those. You mix and mingle. You talk to the other comics. You find out what the deal is for the next night and the night after that or maybe just the next night and get yourself a little schedule going that way. But then when you hit me up again on Tuesday and you're like, can you let me know where I should be on Tuesday? It's like, no, I'm not your agent. I'm not your manager. I'm not anything like that. I'm just a friend that tried to help you out. And if you want to know the truth, when people usually ask me for that kind of stuff, I usually just say fuck off right from the beginning. I pissed a bunch of people off that way because people hit me up and they'll be like, hey, what are the good open mics tonight? Fuck off. Don't bug me. Because that's the other thing that's always in the phrasing. And it was in the phrasing with this friend, too. He was like, you know, what are the good mics? It's like, I don't know. They're all great and they all suck, depending on the night, depending on the time, depending on the host, depending on the host mood. It, they're all great and they all suck. So stop bugging me to try to figure out and filter for you what the good ones are. You go be an actual comic. You go hit these open mics. You tell me which the good ones were for you. Don't because I like I will ask people once in a while to help me figure out some spots. But I'm also known for being like, just give me spots. I'll figure it out from there. Just let me know where I need to be, when I need to be there. I'll, I'll do the rest. Like, I don't need you to tell me which the good ones are like none of that shit. So then he hits me up Tuesday and I'm like, you know, well, I'm not even in L.A. right now, and I've got to get ready for this thing that I have coming up on Saturday, and I'm trying to make sure that's all right, and I'm also still trying to organize my place because I didn't get to be in my place much at all, and I've got it, I would say, 90% organized, but I'm still trying to get myself settled, you know, and get everything figured out and get my bearings, and then I got this person that's hitting me up wanting me to help them figure out what open mics I need to go to, and it's like, yeah, my life isn't about that right now. It's not about where you're going to go up. Right now, I'm barely even concerned with where I'm going to go up because I've got other things that I've got to take care of before I have to leave town again. I just came back from being in the Bay Area for three weeks. I was there for like 16 days. So after 16 days of being gone and just having moved into this place and only been having, having been able to be here like three days out of the time that I've been at this spot it's like I want to work on me and what I'm supposed to do it's not about you it's not it's not being nice to you it's not being mean to you it's just I don't want to think about you I didn't move to Phoenix to think about what comics are doing in LA now I can help you out if I can help you out and I will help you out but like I said I helped you out to a large degree on Monday alone by because I have to at the same time email these people or message them on Facebook and be like, hey, can you get my friend in and out of there? He's trying to work on his material. Now, if you don't do your job and you don't go mixing and mingling with comics and figuring out where you need to be the next day, I can't help you. Then you hit up another one of your friends if you want to and ask them where you need to be on Tuesday. 
So he hit me up on Tuesday and I was like, talk to Kenny Lyon. Kenny Lyon will be able to help you. I had hit because I had hit Kenny up and Kenny was like, yeah, I'll definitely help out. And so I told Kenny, uh, asked Kenny if he was still cool with helping out. I sent Kenny the guy's number and was like, you know, text him. And I know Kenny's really good. Kenny helps me get on shit. So I know Kenny would have been able to help him. But if you want to be picky or you want like me personally to help you out, I personally am probably going to tell you to fuck off because I got my own shit to worry about now. You had me day one. So then he hits me up Tuesday and there's that. Then he hits me up Wednesday and it's like, what the fuck? And now today's Thursday and he hit me up again. And it was like, I told him that I'll help him, you know, because then I was like, check out this spot and this spot. And then one of the spots he was like, "Uh, that's looking a bit far for me. Well, now I feel like telling you to fuck off again because one, I already told you that I didn't. And I did tell him in so many words, I'm busy. I've got stuff to do. I like deal with Kenny on this. Like I told him that the other night. Then today he hits me up like, you know, I just, you know, I I know you said not to hit you up, but it's just uh, that I really respect your opinion. Okay, well, if you respect me, on any level, my opinion, what I do, any of that, then you'll respect when I put down a boundary and I tell you that I'm done helping you this time. Like, if you want, hit me up in a month or two and see if I can help you with something. But stop bugging me about this shit. Like I said, I'm in Phoenix. There's only so much I can do. And I'm not thinking about what the schedule is in L.A. I'm not like, well, what mics usually happen on Thursday? I don't fucking know. I don't care. And Kenny, like I said, Kenny is such a hookup in that way. It's like Kenny knows everything and everybody, and he can help you out a lot more than I can. So stop bugging me. Just, you know, understand that I've got my own shit to take care of. And anytime you put it between, like, what's more important, what I want right now or what you want right now? Well, I'm going to say what I want is always more important because I'm living my life. I'm not living your life, and I'm happy for anything good that's going on for you, and, you know, if there's anything bad that's going on in your life, my heart goes out to you, but I don't think that's the case. I think things are going well for you right now, so ride that wave, make some shit happen, do what you have to do, and... I don't on any level plan to not be friends with this person. I'm just venting right now. Um, If I plan to not be friends with him, I would call his name out and make him feel silly. I don't know what's going on with my sinuses right now. I think I might be getting a little bit sick because you can hear my voice is different too. Which, that's another thing. Like somebody mentioned uh, the other day on, uh, what's it called? Uh, I was looking at my reviews on iTunes and somebody was like, yeah, he puts he says all these opinions and just expects everybody to agree with them. I don't expect anybody to agree with me. I just say what I say. I put it out there. You either like it or you don't. But I'm not looking for people to just agree with me all the time. Technically, I think most of the people that listen to my podcast have several times throughout my podcast where they don't really agree with me or my point of view. And I'm 100% fine with that. I'm not trying to convince anybody of any, I'm not running for office so 
I don't need, you know, your vote. I just say, like, I know some people find me interesting, and I know some people like the comedy advice that I give, but, you know, and I appreciate that, and I appreciate everybody that listens. You know, I love my botherinas, but at the same time, I'm not thinking, like, oh, these people are just blind devotees to anything I say. That's not the way it works. It's like, yeah, they probably at home tell me to fuck off every once in a while. Sorry about that. I had to pause for a second so I could blow my nose. I don't know what's going on over here. So, yeah, so there was that. Um, Let me see. Then what else is big right now? People are mad at Donald Trump um, because he posted that uh, or shared that retweeted um that person that had shown him golfing and then you know it cuts to like hillary clinton falling over and it's supposed to be him hitting her in the back with the golf ball and again i'm entertained i know not everybody is i don't expect you to be but i was entertained i thought it was fun i thought it was funny i don't really care like i'm just so tired of outrage culture that i can't feed into it i can't And I didn't even post, like, how funny I thought it was because I was just like, I'm not in the mood to deal with people's feelings right now, you know? I mean, I don't know when people decided that everybody online is supposed to be their therapist, but I wish that part of it would stop. And I've gotten rid of a lot of people that feel that way. You know, it's just, I don't care about every feeling you have. I just don't. I don't care about every feeling that I have. You know, there's times during the day where I want to be offended and then I catch myself and I'm like, yeah, what are you offended about? Why do you really care about this? And when I really examine it, it's usually like, oh, yeah, I don't really care about that. So I don't need to make it my life's mission all of a sudden to make sure that these ideas get shut down or these people don't. You know, it's one of the places that I would say that I've misstepped or gone a little bit wrong in like my dealings with some LGBT people on the comedy scene is I made the mistake of talking to them as equals when really a lot of them are new not only to being out but new to doing comedy and all the way around new to the world in a lot of ways you know and I've been living my truth and me for a long time now you know I've been doing stand-up for 14 years and then before that I was very out and me for several years before that happened so it's like yeah I'm I'm not tripping off the same stuff you guys are tripping off of and I'm not going to pretend to and I was would sometimes go after them in different ways which I've documented and talked about on this podcast but Like, you know, really my vision or my what I want to do to help out the LGBT community is a lot bigger than what these people are doing. Like, I want to do something to actually help the community, not continue to foster this kind of thinking where it's like, yes, you should be offended by everything. You're right. The world is a big, scary place and you should never go anywhere because people want to kill you all day long, every day. That's all they want to do is kill you. That's why I'm dead right now. You guys don't even realize that I'm recording this podcast episode from the afterlife because somebody killed me in a violent hate crime. Somebody killed me. That's what happened. It's unfortunate, but it happened. Hate to break it to you guys like this on my own podcast, but yeah, I'm dead right now because I performed in a lot of redneck clubs and Finally, one caught up with me, and now I'm dead. I mean, it's like, yeah, you're right. I'm the biggest asshole in the world and the most negative person in the world for telling you not to be afraid of the world. You're right. 
you're right. I am a huge asshole for telling you that some people just don't understand what it is we're doing all the time. And maybe if we can help them out with a little bit of understanding and a little bit of explanation, maybe that could go a lot longer than calling people stupid on Facebook. But I'm the hateful person. You're right. Me, the one that's not calling people stupid all the time, is the hateful one. But... You know, that too. Also with being Latino, it's like, you know, people sometimes try to talk to me about being Latino. And it's like, one, you can't talk to me about being Latino because in most cases when I'm dealing with people, they're not even Latino. It's usually white people that want to tell me about being Latino. And I'm just like, yeah, you don't know what my experience was growing up. You don't know even what my family's like. So for you to try to tell me anything about being Latino, it's just not going to happen, white person. Uh, I, speaking of being Latino in my family, that continues to be a source of joy and enjoyment in my life. Uh, since I've been back, even though it's only been like four days or whatever, I've been able to spend a little bit of time with my niece and, uh, my nephew. Well, they're actually my great niece and my great nephew. Um, they're little silly babies. They're seven and eight. My nephew just turned eight like two weeks ago and, um, you know, I came home for his birthday and they're just really good, cute kids and silly. And yesterday or two days ago, little Allie is my niece's name. Uh, she's Allie and, uh, she was reading to me, which was cute, but you know, she gets a little quick sometimes and forgets well she'll look at the first letter of the word and assume it's another word so I have to make her go back and read it again or sometimes she'll you know be sounding out a word and just decide it's okay to give up on it and I make her like you know I'm like no baby gotta go back and read it again and so I make her actually do it and you know that's part of the reason that I came back is because I want to do that kind of stuff. You know, I like being around my nephews and nieces and I like being around my family and I like doing normal stuff. Me and the dogs go to the dog park every day, which isn't any different from my regular schedule, except for, you know, back when I was in or in L.A., um, we used to go to MacArthur Park every day. But now there's an actual dedicated dog park right up the street from my place. So I take them to the dog park. They play on the big dog side for two reasons. One, because my dogs ain't bitches and they know how to get along with other dogs. Uh, even if they're big dogs, it's just they're good at communicating. Um, so there's that situation. And then two, it's always more lit when you're hanging out with the big dogs, which is something I learned in my life. And I'm glad my dogs get it, too. Because the little dog side is always kind of dead and not a lot going on. You go to the big dog side, dogs are wrestling with each other. People are throwing frisbees. People are throwing balls. There's a lot going on on the big dog side. And, you know, Bijou has a way of making everybody leave her alone, which I'm fine with that. I just make her be nice about it because she'll try to growl at other dogs. And I'm like, yeah, you don't got to do all that. You could be nice about it. So I tell her, you know, Bijou, be nice. And she's getting better and better at being nice. But it's a process we're both working through. So I feel her and I am patient with her on it. And then my little Jerry Berry, 
um, you know, he's a little bit bigger than Bijou. So he likes to actually get in there and play with the other doggies. He just isn't the most used to playing. So sometimes it gets overwhelming for him. And I think it's cute to watch. But I just let him do it. And I watch him grow. Um, you know, like as far as socially goes, he he gets more and more um not only assertive in what he is and not aggressive at all, just assertive in, you know, because they're dogs. And so being animals, there's a different way that they work, a different way that they communicate. And so watching him, like, navigate that and figure that out is cute and seeing him his little personality come out more and more is really cute to me. And uh, I'm just, you know, right now, even though I'm busy, after... Sunday, because I get back Monday. I fly out tomorrow at like 2 in the afternoon, Friday at like 2 in the afternoon, and then I fly back on Monday. So after I get in on Monday, I pretty much get to chill for a couple weeks before I have to head back out, and then I'll be going to Oklahoma. Oh, I have a gig on October 4th up north, but I got to figure out somebody that's going to drive me because I don't feel like driving my car and I don't feel like going alone and I don't feel like making that drive. And I'm not going to cancel the gig because I booked it a long time ago, but I got to figure this out because I do not want to. I don't even want to go and not because anything against the room. I just don't want to go because I don't feel like being gone again, but That'll be like a quick two-day trip or something. Or if I get my way, it's a turnaround trip. We'll just bang it all out within 24 hours if I get my way. But not everybody's down for that kind of stuff. I'll figure it out. Like, I know me. And as much as I complain about things or as much as I make it sound like I'm exhausted, which I am truly exhausted, if you can't hear in my voice right now, um, I've started doing like where I get up earlier, like I've been getting up at 9 a.m., which is super early for me. Last week I had it down to like 8 a.m., but I just decided, yeah, that's a little bit miserable. 9 a.m. is a better, a better fit for me, even though you would think an hour doesn't make that much difference. It really does for me. And so, um, you know, uh, I've been doing that and maybe I'll go back to eight o'clock next week or something. I don't know. I'm a lot of stuff. I'm just winging it on because it's a different life here in Phoenix. You know, in L.A., it's like you're rush, rush, rush all day long. And here in Phoenix, because of the stuff that I have to do, you know, um, I've been booking a lot of stuff for 2018 already. And, um, because of the amount of stuff that I have to do on the business side of stand-up, uh, sometimes it's, you know, kind of rush, rush, rush for me personally. But as far as, like, when I go out to run errands, things are a lot closer. You know, in L.A., like, the gross, the closest grocery store to me, like a Ralph's, was at least three, three and a half miles away from where I lived. And if you know anything about driving in L.A., three and a half miles can take you a bit to get there, you know. So trying to get there and back even sometimes sucked. Getting to the gym was like an hour, an hour and 15 round trip. I mean, like, you know, like about 30 minutes each way. If there was traffic or, you know, an accident on the 101 or something like that, then that would turn it into like 
an hour and 15 or, you know, an hour and a half. If I had to run an errand on the way home, then we were at like two hours. And these aren't numbers of me exaggerating. This is what I figured out from, because, you know, obviously if you're going to live that particular life, then you got to figure out how it's going to work and you got to schedule things. So the, you know, and then I have to walk my dogs and that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of scheduling that I had to figure out in LA. So just in order to make that work right, I did have to know, okay, it takes me this long to get here. It takes me that long to get there that, you know, this is how much time I got to put aside just to do that. And, you know, here I go to the gym, it's like maybe 10 minutes for me to get there. And, you know, it's a little bit faster getting back than it is getting there. So it's like five minutes. So right there is 15 minutes, you know, plus another benefit, which I've been very open about, excuse me, uh, another benefit, which I've been very open about is um, paying less rent for a bigger place, which I think I'm going to end up having to sue the manager of the other apartment building I was living in. This guy is just really trying to dick me around and he's trying to have power struggles that we don't need to have. And I'm just not doing it with him. I'm not giving you my bank account number. You like you've got other information of mine that makes it so you could probably access more stuff than I want you to access or you could I don't know what you're going to do with my information and I don't know why if you're an apartment manager like you own a building you own a full building like it's not even like he's just the manager he's the owner of the building plus he's got other buildings that he owns how is it not just part of your day to make it to the post office sometimes to mail people's deposits back like since that's the law and you're supposed to do it within 21 days which even that he's messed up you know he didn't want to do a walkthrough with me it was like you you're refusing to do a walkthrough with me I'm telling you I want to do the walkthrough I've hit you up several times to do the walkthrough all my stuff has moved out all you have to do is do the walkthrough Instead, he doesn't return phone calls for several days, and that legit happened where he did not return phone calls for several days before I was supposed to move. And then he hits me up like he's frustrated with me. And it's like, well, why are you frustrated with me? I'm out of town. I have to. It's like, no, 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 that's not anything to do with me. Like, you own an apartment building, and you decide to be out of town and not leave a manager or somebody in charge at the end of the month? You're a dumbass. And plus, you're not a dumbass. You're conniving, because I know that you always make it a point to be there at the first of the month so you can pick every, pick up everybody's rent. I know that's what you do, because I see you there at the beginning of the month every month. You're always there on the first, hanging out in the office, waiting for people to drop off money. So... And now, you know, because, like, California law is they're supposed to return your, you know, your deposit along with an itemized bill of any deductions from your deposit within 21 days. Well, here it is, Thursday, September September 21st, and my official move-out day was the first, even though um, I gave them the keys back and stuff like that, like, two days before the first, or maybe it was the... It was either 30th or 31st of August, which I have in my phone, too. Don't think I don't have all this documented, because I do. Like, that's one of the reasons I was able to shut down that guy, Chico Little, and his girl, um, 
whatever um diaz uh was what is her bitch ass name grace diaz that's the reason i was able to shut them down so well like people were very entertained by that thread because it was just one of those situations where it was like yeah i've got screenshots of our text messages or our exchanges so i don't know why you think you'd be able to lie about me and i'm just supposed to put up with it that's not gonna happen i've got screenshots so i'm just gonna call it out when you're lying which that's all these people did was lie and same with this guy like you know i made sure that i had everything that i needed to have like <coughs> i did my own walkthrough and I, you know, took footage and it's also on my Facebook live of me walking through the place and showing what it looked like. Nothing was in disrepair. Nothing was particularly damaged. Like, you know, there was the regular stuff that you have from living in a place for four years. Like, you know, some uh, the little screw holes in the wall from pictures I had to hang up or nail holes, that kind of stuff. Like, you know, but. Really, I left it super clean. I didn't leave any kind of mess at all. So I don't really know why this guy... And I was always on time, if not early, with my rent. So I don't know why this guy would want to screw over a tenant like me. It's like, I am a good one. But I'll tell you what it is. And it's because he always has... Um, they're not supposed to call them illegals anymore. So do we just say immigrants now? Uh, but they are illegals, you know, uh, which I'm not saying that in a political way or whatever. It's just they're illegals. They like that's why he's able to get away with the stuff that he does. I mean, he fucks people over regularly because since they're illegal, they have no real recourse. Which is part of the reason I'm going to sue him too is because I know that he's so used to taking advantage of these people and I really do feel like I'll be helping all of them out if he just gets one good one where it's like, okay, now you know why you shouldn't be fucking around like this. That's what it is. Like this man does need to learn a hard lesson because this isn't what you're supposed to do. You know, like I asked him, like technically he had supposedly mailed my deposit out to me last week and he was like, it should be there by Saturday. Let me know if you don't get it. And I was like, I'll be on the lookout for it. So I'm not in town on Saturday, but my parents will call me and tell me if something came in. Uh, and then I went to, I ended up getting back on Monday. I get it on Monday. I let him know, like, you know, the check hasn't gotten here. And then he says, in that case, give me your account number and I'll deposit it into your account. And I was like, no, please just mail it to me. And I didn't even say no like that. I just sent him a text message saying, please mail it to. And I put the address again. And um, I was... You know, because it doesn't make sense either. Like, anybody that's ever sent a check or sent anything out knows that, one, you're probably going to get that either certified or you're going to send it with tracking so that you know when it got there. And, two, you're going to be wondering what happened to it if you were supposed to send it out last week and then it didn't get there by Saturday and, like, didn't get there by Monday. And then I tell you that it didn't get there on Monday. Now, if that were me, my first response would be like, oh, what? I wonder what happened to that check because I sent it out. It should already be there. 
But when you're like, I'll just put it in your account instead, that tells me that you didn't send out the check. So now you're making it seem like I'm being difficult because I don't want you to want to give you my account number. Well, I don't believe in texting that kind of personal information to people. I don't think that's a very smart thing to do. Like, you know, if you're really on top of things, you could Venmo it to me or not PayPal because if they take out any of my money on my end because you're having to use PayPal because you didn't just mail something, that's not going to be acceptable. And so, you know, I hate it, but I might have to do it. And if I have to do it, that means I'm going to have to drive to L.A. to file the paperwork. And I, ha if I have to drive to L.A. to file that paperwork, you best believe I am going through with this suit. I'm not accepting anything, but I, I read that you can get up to three times the amount that you're owed um, if they haven't done it everything the legal way. So I want to get the three times what I'm supposed to get if I have to make a special trip to L.A., to do this paperwork because you're too stupid to do what you're supposed to do. Not to mention you're taking $398 out of my deposit that you're really not accounting for. That you're just giving me a bunch of like, it was this and this. Like you're trying to make it seem like I put you $1,000 in the hole, but you're still generous enough to give me $700 back. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not, uh, I'm not doing that with this man. So, uh, which then there's also key deposits he's left off. Like there is some money that's just kind of missing that he's not accounting for. And I'm just tired of people trying to get over. It's like, why can't you just do what you're supposed to do? Why does everybody have such problems with just doing what it is they're supposed to do? It's not that hard. I'm a person that does what I'm supposed to do. And I can tell you, it's not a lot of effort in my day dedicated to just doing things right it's like yeah like I have to plan certain things you know like I've had points where I have to go to the post office to handle something like when I had to um update my passport or you know stuff like that I had to go to the post office I had to do a bunch of stuff but I had to go to the consulate um last year when I had to you know when I was going to China and that, you know, was kind of a nightmare experience and that it took a couple hours of me sitting there. But at the same time, it's like you do those things one time and then you're done with them. You know, like if you own an apartment building, I would just imagine that right after the first when you're, you know, you know who's moved out and whatever else and you've assessed whatever damages and that kind of stuff. Then you just would make one trip and have everybody's stuff and send it certified or, like I said, tracking. And it shouldn't be that big a deal. It should be kind of part of your routine at this point. I'd imagine at least one person moves out from, if you have more than one property, probably at least one person moves out every month. Or maybe a couple in a month sometimes. It's L.A. There's high turnover. So... I don't know why this man is trying to make things difficult. And he's trying to make it seem also like he's legally in the right at certain times. And it's like, no, you don't understand. I can read. I know that you're supposed to do things a certain way. And when you're telling me that that's not the way you do them, it's like, oh, so you don't obey the law. That's what you're telling me is that you personally 
don't think you have to listen to the law because you have your own way you do things. Well, that's not the way it works when you own an apartment building. So this might not be the right business for you. If you want to just run things your own way, it might not work out. Which the cops, I had to witness the cops tell him something like that one time. And it wasn't to do with me, so I didn't get to hear all of it. But he was talking about how if this lady didn't like what he was doing, then she just needed to move out. And the police were like, no, sir, that's not legally the way it works. And then he was like, what do you mean it's not legally the way it works? And they were like, yeah, it's not the way it works, sir. So you need to do what it is we're telling you. And... I wish I'd been able to hear the whole story because, like I said, I think he's just trying to take advantage of people all the time. I think that's the way he's gotten used to living. But enough about that. I've been working out like crazy and um, doing stuff the way that I'm supposed to do as far as diet goes. And, you know, I, I probably could just eat a bunch of shit right now and fix this little bit of quote-unquote sickness, but my cheat day is until Sunday, and I plan to honor that, so this little sickness is just going to have to hang around as long as it wants to hang out, because I am not going to do anything out of my regular diet. I um, am pretty confident in my body and the way it repairs itself, so, you know, it, it probably was, I slept with the fan on me the other day, and I had the AC running as well, so it might have been a little colder than I'm used to. You know, I've been spending time in the Bay Area where nobody has AC, which isn't me clowning. It's just the way it works. It's like in L.A., a lot of places don't have AC. That's why I had to buy that little unit. But L.A. started getting hot enough that more and more places have AC now. And then, um, you know, the Bay didn't used to get that hot at all. But when I was there, they had a record-breaking 106 degrees, which is the hottest it's ever been in San Francisco. The hottest it's ever been in San Francisco happened while I was there, 106 degrees. So, you know, this global warming is really doing a number on people. Climate change, I should say, climate change. And, uh, But yeah, so I think going from one to the other just made me a little bit sick. Uh, plus, I always get at least a little bit of a sniffle or something almost always when I do like uh because I did a 10 hour drive in one shot when I came back you know from San Francisco to uh LA it was just a or f to Phoenix it was just 10 hours straight shot so um you know once I did that it was like uh okay I know that I'm probably gonna be a little bit under the weather and I don't know if it's from altitude changes on that or what it is and the combination of the two just probably screwed me up I bought a barbecue grill the other day I could have got free stuff at Ikea that sucked that I told on myself and I know people are patting me on the back for being so honest or whatever but if you ask me it was a stupid mistake the guy had forgotten to charge me for a $67 item uh, you know it was like a cabinet that I had to put together from Ikea it was in the box and he like rang everything else up and didn't ring that up and then I was like you know I was like oh you forgot you know the the cabinet and so then he had to do that and uh you know even he looked at me like are you stupid you should have just let that go like and that is legit the way he looked at me like well, I don't know why you would call that out and then he was like all right well then I'll charge you for it and so um you know for all I know maybe he was trying to flirt he was an older white man and those tend to really come for me um 
But yeah, so um, I was kind of bummed about that. But when it comes to the karma end, I feel like that worked out really well because on the karma end, uh, what happened was my hotel room in Atlanta, because, you know, I'm paying for my own hotel room in Atlanta. Um, I ended up getting three nights for less than I would usually spend for one night, which is absolutely great. And then um, also my car rental was really inexpensive uh, compared to what it usually is. So I feel like, well, karmically, I know I saved more money. Uh, or not karmically, I should say just uh, mathematically, logically. I know I saved more money than that $67 just on my hotel room alone. You know, like technically yeah i spent you know i um saved or paid probably a third of what i usually would have paid so and i know it was um a couple hundred bucks that i ended up saving um so that was great and uh well yeah and so that was great and um you know, I mean, like, I was annoyed with myself for having such a big mouth, and I was like, I should have just let that guy give me my room for free, or my room for free, my uh, cabinet for free, but nope, big mouth over here, had to screw it up, so I was kicking myself about that, then I ended up buying my little barbecue grill the other day, which I bought a little barbecue grill so that I can do my grilled chicken and stuff like that, like, when I was in the other apartment, I was doing um, Foreman Grill, but anybody who's cooked with the Foreman Grill will tell you it's really great if you're single and you're doing apartment living and that kind of stuff and you just want to make stuff really fast. But it doesn't always make things in the most flavorful way, and sometimes it does dry stuff out. And I've got, like, the, um, the one that has the different temperature settings, and that's a little better, but even that isn't exactly perfect and doesn't make the juiciest chicken and stuff. And, then, you know, anybody who's done barbecue will tell you or, you know, used a grill will tell you that the grill is just a better way to go. Like, last night I made myself a ribeye that was absolutely delicious. Like, I had a ribeye, and then I had... Um, a half cup of sweet potato and uh, two cups of spinach with no dressing. And then I also grilled up two mushrooms that I just had in the refrigerator. And I was like, let me get rid of these mushrooms before they turn slimy. And uh, so I just dropped them on the barbecue grill. And I love grilled mushrooms. I don't know why. Well, I know like Shao Kao, which is their word or their what they call the street food in China. Shao Kao was what um, where I really fell in love with that because like that's what they do with their street food is, you know, there's a couple of people with barbecue grills type of thing. And they just come out and they make a bunch of food and people just buy it, buy it, buy it. And uh, the night I was we had Shao Kao. I ended up having a little bit of a meltdown because I was so hungry and I hadn't eaten and I yelled at my China crew, but everybody forgave me because, you know, when you're on the road with each other for 10 days, eventually there's going to be a breakdown or two. And it wasn't, I wasn't the only one that had a breakdown. I'm not going to mention other names and I'm friends with all of them still. Like I don't hold any hard feelings about any of that, but like <laughs> there were... <coughs> 
Oh, Forrest, I'm dying. Um, but there were, um, yeah, a couple of breakdowns where it was like, all right, let's let's get it back together. Let's <laughs> pick it up here, you guys. We're we're here to work, but you can't really get mad at people about that kind of stuff, in my opinion, and especially, you know. Um, we had one white guy hang out with us that was pretty down, you know, so like, you know, Kurt is his name. I inter interviewed him on uh, the um, insensitivity and wonderful times episode, which was the episode that we did when I was in China. And so, um, you know. On, if you have a chance, check that one out. But Kurt is like, you know, when I say pretty down for a white person, I mean, like a lot of times white people are more reserved with their emotions. Or if you um, end up blowing up at them, they'll treat it like you just raped their mother on Periscope. And it's like, it doesn't even have to be that deep. I just was, you know, a little bit annoyed that night and I let it be known. And that's what it is. And, uh, but you know, sometimes white people will never forgive you for that because it's so out of their realm of emotion or even the register that they hit. Um, and so, but you know, like he was cool and also the same as the rest of us just cause I, what I, where I was going with that was, is like with ethnic people, you usually know that there's going to be some very real moments. White people, when they deal with ethnic people... Now, I don't know what white people are like just with each other because i never been white, so I can't really say, like, as a white man, this is the way we handle it when we're with, the, with each other. So I can't really say that. I can't speak to that. But what I, can, I, what I can say is when you're ethnic person dealing with other ethnic people, you're always like, yeah, there's probably going to be a point where it's going to get very real and maybe somebody will snap at somebody. It's just the way it might happen. And I know some ethnic people try to come down on me and be like, that's a bad stereotype. And yeah, fuck off. All right. I'm talking about my life experience right now. And I'm struggling. I'm struggling to talk through this sinus situation. So let me do this. Next week, um, I'll actually interview somebody. I don't know who, but I will interview somebody, and it'll be good, and it'll not just be me talking, because today, I gotta be honest, if you're, you've listened to the entire episode, I congratulate you, and I thank you, because it's been really rough for me to do this one, and I might end up releasing the other one, like, on Friday or Saturday, which is a lot more venomous and maybe a lot more what you expect from unbothered by ty rivera in the meantime ladies and gentlemen please stay unbothered whatever you do remain unbothered do not allow yourself to be bothered you must at all times keep it unbothered ladies and gentlemen ty rivera you can find me at america's favorite fag.com if you don't like typing that in your computer Type tyravera.com. Either way, you go find me. Bye.